What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 11, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 841 of the Biden-Harris administration, 544 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska. Twitter, it's BobSeska underscore gov. You want to visit that garbage site. Spoutable, Bob Seska. And holy shit, I'm on TikTok now. Bob Seska, posting videos there. So subscribe, why don't you? And of course, Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. And sit right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas, yeah! It is spicy Jody Hamilton. You know what? Jody Hamilton makes this fun noise. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do. She is, of course, from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also from the Stephanie Miller show, stephaniemiller.com, freespeech.org. And David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. I heard a great remix of last week's single, Annie, Annie, get... Oh my God! I've, what is it, Annie? We Annie, ride it down. We ride it down. Yeah. Okay, sorry. This so far is a perfect show. <laughs> so far. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to fuck it up yet. <laughs> yeah, well, except for me forgetting the name of David's single, which we played just last week, and which I heard the remix of maybe forty-five minutes ago. You know what? I got to apologize to John Fugelsang. Because I went Uh-oh. on his show last night after seeing some of the CNN town hall. And Can we stop calling it a town hall? It was a fucking clown hall. It okay? was a rally. Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Clown, clown hall, well done. Like well, a, a town I, hall is like you're going to meet regular human beings and not a bunch of baying, guffawing fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. Happier than a bunch of ticks at a blood bank. Yeah, it was it, like it's, this. It's it's here's, disgusting. Here's a great example of kind of what happened. Donald Trump would say, Democrats want to kill babies right after they've been born. Yeah. And that was like... The crowd just loving that. Oh, my God. What an atrocity. So, yeah, I was on Fugelsang's show last night right after I watched some of that shit. And I think I talked continuously, or I should say (laughs) ranted continuously for the entire segment, like 25 minutes. And then uh, John was like, okay, question number two. Uh, Good show, everybody. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by, Bob. At one point, I kind of paused, and he went, preach? And I just kept going. (laughs) So I was, so suffice to say, I was really pissed off. And, and of course, 
my position on this is predictably nuanced, right? On one hand, I right. believe that people need to be exposed to Donald Trump. And I'm not talking about those of us who follow politics 24-7 and have our faces pressed up against our phones all the time with Twitter and everything. I'm talking about the folks, the rank-and-file voters, the low-information people, the swing voters, the independent voters, who forget, they forget things. I bet you if you polled swing voters, casual voters, they wouldn't be able to tell you why Donald Trump was impeached the first time. I agree. I would bet $1,000 on that. And so that's that's what we're up against with this guy. We're up against not only him, but an American voting population that has the attention span of a goddamn gnat. There's going to be a 25 to 30% of the country that is completely like clocked out on their humanity yeah. and they love the cruelty and they love the circus mm-hmm. and they think that jo- Donald Trump is Jesus. But like for him to get back into office or to win anything, he needs independent and swing voters, which was mm-hmm. how he did it in 2016. And yeah. see, I feel like that spectacle last night, that grotesquerie, mm-hmm. that fucking like parade of horribles. Yeah. Did yeah. nothing to move the needle on independent voters. Yeah, well, it did nothing to like gain over undecideds. I think it just and because the audience was there and because they were so repulsive, as we will hear when we play the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't think that did him any favors. Well, he was being presented like a normal candidate, and that was yep. the centerpiece of the problem here. It's one thing to be exposed to Donald Trump. It's another thing to be exposed to Donald Trump when he's being framed and presented as being, oh, who's this lad with the red hair who's stumbled into mm-hmm. American politics? What does he have to say about reapportionment? What, oh, what's his thoughts on foreign policy? Does he have some ideas on the Middle East? No! No, no, you present this guy for the monster that he has proven himself to be. And I'm not just talking about those of us who are partisans and say, irrespective of what happens, yeah, Donald Trump's a monster. I'm talking about provably a monster. I mean, you start with the Mm -hmm. fact that his company was convicted, the Trump organization was convicted of tax fraud. Thank you. We're talking about a man who has been criminally indicted for falsifying business records. We've got a number of other indictments on deck. We've got a man who was just found liable for sexual abuse and defamation. Mm -hmm. The list of atrocities goes on and on. Let's say, okay, for his final year in office, Donald Trump presided over the deaths of 400,000 Americans right up until January 20th, 2021, when he was no longer in office. And in that number of people, studies have shown that he is directly responsible. His incompetence and inaction is directly responsible for the deaths of at least 180,000 of those 400,000 deaths. That is an astonishing thing. That is something that just gets lost in the noise, as Steve Bannon calls it, the signal to noise and the flooding of the zone the and zone all that shit. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then he's presented, oh, it's another CNN town hall with former president Donald Trump. Let's ask him about Social Security. No, 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 yep. no. Oh, my God. I just kept screaming at my TV. No, no. What? What? So the, yeah. the, the example of like Caitlin Collins though being so out of her depth, like she actually thought she was going to be able to corral him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what happens when you're 
resume begins at the Daily Caller. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Writing I mean, they listicles did. like 25 Syrians who are hot enough for us to not mind if they come here as refugees. Like, I mean, that was her like ilk. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so. Well, and I don't feel sorry for her. She could have said no. That's true. No, she wanted, I mean, she knew the ratings were going to be, I mean, she is climbing. Do we know what the ratings were? <laughs> Do we know what the ratings were? Do we know what they Jiminy were? Glitch. Perhaps we should exactly. ask Harlan Crow. Uh, by the way, Crow. everyone's kind of thinking that now because we've been talking about that. Everyone's. Been I know every time I hear his, his name now, I just think of you doing Jiminy Glick. Matthew and Modine. Oh my God. Okay, but suffice to say, uh, the normalization of Donald Trump—that is Bad. what's going to help to destroy democracy. I mean, obviously, Donald Trump himself is going to destroy democracy because what he wants to do is he wants to get into office by any means possible. His henchmen and state legislatures are going to try to uh, thread the needle, make sure he wins, yep. and then he once he gets into office, he will not leave. We need to wrap our heads around that, that reality, that if he wins, he will not leave. Donald Trump, whether he says it or not, wants to be the American Putin. He yep. wants to be president for life. The only way he's going to leave that White House is in a body bag. Feet first. Yeah. But until then, he's going to be president for life that's what he yep. wants that's what he craves state legislatures republican state legislatures across the country are making sure they are doing whatever they need to do in order to bring about that future we need to be ready for that and cable news the american news media needs to present this guy with that in mind i agree not as just another guy like caitlin collins last night asking him will you accept the results of the election if you lose and he says, well, of course, if it's a fair election, but that's his scam. That's his yeah, scam, absolutely. that's what absolutely. he said last time. Yeah. yeah. If, if I win, it's fair. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and it's like, no, dipshit, it's not how elections work. Yeah, when he loses, he'll absolutely frame it as a fraudulent, dishonest, stolen election and not accept the results. That's his scam. It's dishonest if he loses. That's what it was. I mean, look, all we got to do is remember 2020. It's going to be that Plus, it's going to be state legislatures backing him up on that, throwing out the results of the election, handing him electoral votes. So the idea is we do the things we need to do to stop him now. That's the concept mm -hmm. here. And CNN is working against us when it comes yep. to that. CNN, I feel like yeah. they really got burned. I, I do not feel like they got whatever, whatever, whatever it was that CNN wanted out of this. They're not attracting new viewers because yeah. the, new, you know, the, the Trump people are going to go right back to Fox and OAN. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just – I don't know. I just feel like it was a disaster for all concerned. Yeah. Like, Caitlin Collins looked like an ineffectual idiot trying to stop a hurricane with mm -hmm. an umbrella. Yep. You know, and uh, Trump didn't do anything new. Like, none of this was any – you know, his, his, his vaudeville, his act – is, you know, set in stone. He doesn't you know, improv or do anything new. It just is the same set of grievances. And, yeah, his fans were there in the theater making asses of themselves. But I just I – I almost want to see him on the ballot in 2024 because – He's already lost once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely true. He's not only lost once, but he's also with kind of his name in a in a way on the ballot in midterm elections too. If you count those, plus you count the loss of the popular vote in 2016, 
you know, he's heading for, chances are he's heading for another loss, but we can't take that for granted. We can't just operate on the fact that, well, he's lost a bunch of times and he's going to lose again. And that's right. that's where we stumble. And I think- Well, it doesn't mean we have to stop working. That's yeah. true. It means exactly. that we keep pushing, yeah. but we know that he is beatable. So Brian yes. Stelter reported on Twitter today uh, about Chris Lick's post-mortem. That fucker. Yeah. So he says here, I'm going to read this. Uh, it's a four. <laughs> Chris tweeter. Lick and Matt Schlapp. I mean, it's like. <laughs> I know. <what> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Chris Lick uh, begins CNN's 9 a.m. editorial call by praising Caitlin Collins for a masterful performance last night. He says. I couldn't be more proud of her and the whole team in New Hampshire. Then he says he's aware of the backlash. And then, uh, quote, you do not have to like the former president's answers, but you can't say we didn't get them. Licked tells staffers, most of whom are angry about the town hall. Yeah, so he pissed off a lot of people inside CNN, yep. by the way. The whole event did. And then he said, Caitlin pressed him again and again and made news, made a lot of news, and that is yeah, our job. No, 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 no. The news, CNN, you report. That Thank is exactly you. right. Yeah. Any cable news network, anyone in journalism says, oh, we did a great job because we made news. Anyone who makes themselves the story should not, not be trusted. Good. I agree. Because what they're gonna do, if they're the story, they're obviously sculpting the events leading up to them becoming the story in order order for them to become the story. It's inherently a mm -hmm. dishonest thing. Yep. And then, you know, the crazy thing is, you know you're bad at your job running a news network when randos on Twitter, that garbage website, know way more about covering the news than the CEO who's running an entire news mm -hmm. network. <laughs> and that's the case all over social media today. So let's see what else here. The next tweet in Brian Stelter's thread, he said, uh, quoting uh, Chris Licht, while we all may have been uncomfortable hearing people clapping, that was also an important part of the story, Licht adds, because those folks represent, quote, a large swath of America, and the media screwed up by missing that part of the story in 2015-16. What? Are you kidding? Oh, God damn How it. many stories about, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Lead Paint from, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Duffy uh, L. Lead Paint and his wife, Una Jean, worked people. at the hammer plant, you know, until <laughs> it went overseas. Right. They decided they wanted to vote for Trump because they yeah. want. I mean, it's just every single fucking New York Times profile is like another white asshole in a diner somewhere who knows yeah. zero about foreign policy. And mm -hmm. <laughs> There are yeah. almost as many embeds in uh, diners in red states as there were embeds in the Iraq war, for God's yep. sake. Then the final tweet here in this uh, post-mortem is, covering Trump is, quote, tricky and messy, Licht says, and it will continue to be messy and tricky, but it's our job. No. Uh, I guess he means it's our job to cover Trump. He confidently no. says America was served very well by what we did last night. No, yes. no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh exactly. Thank you, Jody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
America was not served well last night. What happened last night, the framing of him as just a normal candidate who deserves a normal town hall on CNN brought us one step closer to autocracy. Yeah, brought us one step closer to president for life, Donald Trump. That's what that did. That was not serving anyone but Donald Trump. And you know partly how I know that? Because Donald Trump's own people were like, hey, this is great. They loved yeah. that, mm-hmm. what they happened totally last did. night. Jonathan Swan reported this last night. Trump advisors are thrilled at how this is going so far for him. They can't believe he's getting an hour on CNN with an audience that cheers his every line and laughs at his every joke. Jesus. That is not serving America. That no. is not. Even if there are. or whatever it is of American voters who support this guy, whatever that number may be, those people are wrong. They've been duped. They've been scammed, brainwashed into supporting this guy who has easily the worst record of any president in history. Uh, Certainly at the bottom 46. It's just like your drunk uncle crashed his RV into the house. Yeah. And you're like, well, let's give him another RV and see what he does. You know? (laughs) And then when he smashes into the house again, I feel like we were well served by the, you know, like, (laughs) fuck you, Chris Licht. The threat to democracy was absolutely aided by CNN, which totally normalized this despotic monster who will, again, I can't emphasize this enough. We need to repeat, repeat, repeat. He will never leave office until he's dead. And then George Santos is a mini version of him. The only reason that they indicted him so quickly is he has no fucking power. Kimberly and I last night were talking about why Chris Licht is doing this. And there are a lot of theories about how, well, maybe he's colluding with the Trump people and so on. But And that's all theoretically possible. But what we know about cable news and how it operates, we know that these are the following motives for covering people like Donald Trump. Number one, and and this is in any particular order. You can put these in whatever order you want. Number one, access. They cover Mm. Donald Trump like they did last night to get access. They know he's going to be the nominee or most likely the nominee. Let's call him the presumptive nominee. So they want to be able to have access. They want a seat on the fucking bus or the Trump jet, that janky secondhand thing that he flies around in. They want a seat on that. They want access. They want to be able to scoop people. They want to be able to get inside information. And that's how they kind of do it. They do favors for the Trump people in order to get favors back. The next thing, ratings. What do ratings do? They deliver ad revenue. Mm -hmm. And then what do ratings and ad revenue do? Well, they make Zaslav, David Zaslav, and his new uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, cohorts really, really happy. Well, that's what Les Moonves, noted um, sexual predator, said. Yeah. Um, when when Donald was running the first time, when he was running, when Mr. Moonves, sorry, I met him once, so that's how I refer to him. <laughs> well, well um, sometimes I'll say Mr. Liddy, referring to G. Okay, Broadway. all right. Yeah. Um, so when he said, oh, he's bad for the country, but he's great for ratings, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. By the way, <laughs> Donald, were he ever to become that powerful again? CNN, you're done. Oh, yeah. Given the opportunity, I underscore that part. It's not something that Mm -hmm. he's just going to try to do. If he gets an opening, if his advisors say this is fine, if he's got the backing of some people in Congress, 
he will absolutely disappear CNN reporters. He will seek vengeance mm-hmm. on anyone. I swear he to God, this is going to seek vengeance go- on those that he- have, you know, it will be a whole, it will be so Pulp Fiction. Anybody who reported on television yep. about Trump and Russia mm-hmm. will be arrested if Trump becomes president again. Absolutely. Will be. I'm not saying could be, might be. They absolutely will be. Mm-hmm. Believe him when he says shit. When he's, when he's been screaming about the enemies of the people for how long. He's not just mm-hmm. doing that to say things. No. There's an intention backing yep. all of that. And that's absolutely. to get revenge. If there's one thing we know about Donald Trump, Donald Trump seeks revenge against his enemies. Everything yep. he does is geared toward that to a degree. So meantime, uh, just backing up what Jonathan Swan had reported last night, Oliver Darcy uh, wrote today that CNN and new network boss Chris Licht are facing a fury of criticism both internally and externally over the event before adding how Licht and other CNN executives address the criticism in the coming days and weeks will be crucial. Well, here's what's going to happen. They'll suddenly change tact right before Joe Biden has his town hall. (laughs) You know, they'll suddenly say, oh, well, maybe we should be adversarial to presidential candidates. So we'll, yep. we're going we're to start that policy right before Joe Biden walks on stage. Mm-hmm. The three of us have been doing this long enough mm-hmm. to see some of this shit coming down Main Street, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with cable news, it's... Sitting in the back of a convertible waving at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Wearing a fucking tiara, bitch. Right, right. <laughs> so I've got uh, several clips here in case you missed it. Again, you know, look, I believe that people need to hear some of what he has to say. And obviously, we're not framing him as being normal like CNN is doing. We're presenting this critically with an adversarial yeah, tone. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I hear nothing. Yeah, well, guess what? He's going to be the Republican nominee. So we have to, we have to cover him. That's the double-edged sword of this kind of uh, crisis. Where on one hand, we know that giving him attention is what he wants. But on the other hand, we can't ignore him. What have I been saying for years and years and years now? Ignoring them doesn't make them go away. It only empowers them. Mm-hmm. Here's the converse of that. What if the Republicans stop paying attention to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi? What if the Republicans stopped paying attention to our people? Would that be good news or bad news for us? It'd be great news. It would be phenomenal <laughs> news, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So bear that in mind, okay? That, and that again, that's the conundrum that we face, but we have to face it anyway because this is reality. It's not, it's not always clean. It's a messy reality that we're facing right now. But the stakes are too high to go to sleep. So here's uh, Donald Trump. This is probably the most uh, excerpted clip from the town hall last night. So Caitlin Collins doing her best to try to challenge him on uh, the document theft that whole grand jury investigation, the Jack Smith investigation, uh, pissing off Donald Trump to the point where he called her a nasty person. That's the question mm-hmm. that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's the mind? answer? <sighs> Can I, do you mind? Oh, this is where he pretends to be wounded. 
He's just, he just frames the whole thing as being, why are you ganging up on me? I did nothing wrong. Can I talk? Can I talk now? It's so. like, the fuck are you been doing absolutely nothing else for 30 minutes? But please, by all means. Yep. He's a baby. Whip it out. He's a gigantic baby. To return Are you that. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to That's answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, really effective to have the peanut gallery cheering for that I mean, that was my pro- I actually turned on Sean Hannity last night at a point, and I don't know why, because <laughs> there was some THC involved, so that could be why. Um, I just kind of wanted to see, because I never watch Hannity. He yeah. has an audience. Hannity has an audience now? He did In last studio? night. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. He probably had like a, it was one of those focus group things. Such a, a weird network. He's trying to be the new Tucker. He wants the time slot. So yeah. he's trying oh, to yeah. figure out how that Rupert will get him that. So if the if I have an audience, perhaps. I, I don't know what he's thinking, Fred Flintstone, ugly version of him. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was like, wait. And I'm like, I'm not that stoned. I can't imagine watching Sean Hannity high. Like, I just, his little voice. Which is, I would oh, it's much it. better to watch him not sober. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I would just, I could just see him, like, shrinking. Smaller. <laughs> you know, like. Well, here's the thing. I think last week I speculated that maybe Jesse Waters is going to get that 8 o'clock Tucker slot. I know, slot. I, think, I think you're right. I, I think, think you're right, because he's just as despicable as Tucker. Yeah, so. I've seen more rumors leading in that direction that Jesse Waters. I mean, you talk about an empty suit who's willing to say anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's the next clip. There's another clip uh, regarding the document theft. When it comes to your documents, did you ever show those classified documents to anyone? Not really. I would have the right to. By the way, no. they would no. classified uh, not, not that I can think of. Let me just tell you. Not that I can think not of. Not that I can think of. It's just like, oh, you fucking, he's such a liar. Yeah. He fucking showed the Saudis Israel's nuclear program. Of course that's he did. What, of course he did. I mean, that's what the whole LIV golf thing is. Mm-hmm. And like, he fucking Saudi royal family was like, hey, do you want a couple of million? Well, like, can we look at those Israel nuke maps? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, here's what I think. Here's my theory. And this kind of speaks to the fact that there were many empty folders in and amongst the documents that should have had Mm -hmm. classified documents inside the folders, but there was nothing in there. My theory is that he had them framed and given away as gifts to people (laughs) like the Saudis. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And he probably signed them with that EKG signature of his. You know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm convinced that that's exactly what happened. Like here, here's, no, here's something think, really special. Well, they got like the confidential stamps all over him. He knows they're not, they're be kept. He he can play dumb all he wants, but mm-hmm. he knows they're supposed to not be seen by the public. Okay, well, <laughs> otherwise I, they wouldn't have value. That's why they're expensive because they're yeah, secrets. That's true. Although he could have just given copies and kept the originals. I mean, who knows? I mean, the guy's a, a crackpot. He, he has no judgment whatsoever. I, I'm more comfortable not giving them the, the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? So here's uh, the rest of this documents clip. I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them. I no, you the- don't. When it comes to your documents, did you ever- See whatever I want with them. I can set them on fire and grill steaks over them. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh, God. Here was the most- Where, oh, where are you, blood clot? <laughs> <laughs> David Louise Ferguson, wow. and we all uh, laughed at it, so we're all bad. Jody Louise Hamilton, oh Bob Louise Seska, we are all bad people. <laughs> we can go sit in timeout. But, I mean, 
All right, well, just, you know what? We're going to feel better about it after I play this clip because this was the most horrendous moment last night. This is the last thing I heard before I went on and screamed. Before the smoke became started pouring out of your ears. <laughs> yes, before I started relentlessly screaming at John Fugelsang. Uh, here's... <laughs> Here's Donald Trump talking about how Democrats want to rip babies from the womb and murder them and execute them. This is not only a gigantic whopper lie, but also so incredibly dangerous, so mm -hmm. remarkably dangerous to be spreading this kind of nonsense. The way, I, the way I look, I think it's very important to say this. I consider the other side to be radical because the other side under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they will... Remember the debate with Hillary Clinton? I said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. No, if they, you look oh at that God. crazy governor of Virginia from the former governor, where he said, no, the baby will be born, and then we'll decide essentially whether or not to execute but the Mr. baby. But Mr. President, can we talk about what you would do if no, you are reelected? No, but these are the radical are people. It's not the pro-life people that are but radical. But if you are reelected and you're back in the Oval Office, see, Caitlin Collins. She needed to fucking, like, drop a stake in that, like, yeah. right there yeah. and be like, that is not true. Exactly. No one is killing newborns, okay? Right. Unless they are not viable. Mm-hmm. And it just, I... And so uh, did this she... Is like, this is like saying that the Jews, like, eat ch Christian children's hearts right. and grind their bones for flour. This is like blood libel. Yeah, it is. This is like his fucking idiot, harebrained, cracked out, QAnon freak followers are going to be like, I must go shoot liberals now. Yeah, because exactly. They kill because they Yeah. They're Literally executing babies. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And, and, they're all, and they're thinking about, they're hypothesizing about, they're fantasizing about all the ways that us viciously liberals are murdering and executing babies right after they're born. At the I'm end sorry, of the but month. aren't Republicans letting babies be murdered because they don't stop gun violence? No, of course they are. That's okay, the just, just a reminder. contradiction. Yeah. yeah, we have to make sure women carry babies to term so the bullets can hit something. Yes. yes. <laughs> they want live babies because they need plenty of targets. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> And yeah, this is so immensely wrong. And what he's talking about uh, regarding Ralph Northam, who did bungle that explanation. But what Ralph mm -hmm. Northam was talking about was if a baby is born with a catastrophic birth defect and that baby is going to die, this gives parents permission to at least make the baby as comfortable as possible while it passes on. That's all that was. And he did a terrible mm -hmm. job of explaining it. Mm -hmm. But that, and of course it gave Donald Trump the opening to be able to say shit like this, which is only going to get doctors killed, nurses killed, women killed, yeah. people killed in general. Because they want to stop Democrats from, as Trump says, executing babies. Liz Cheney has said it. Lindsey Graham has said it. It's yeah. not just um, Donald and his... his mm -hmm being Donald. He's just, he takes it from legitimate politicians yeah, yeah. that are lying about this shit. Okay, first off, late term, as in after Roe, after 24 weeks, abortion care is usually because there's something wrong with the fetus mm -hmm. or the mother is going to die. Right. And if the fetus is healthy, they the, the, that fetus is now a baby born out and they put it in the NICU. Yes. They're not killing that child. No. <laughs> They're not going to no, do it. No, I was born if two months premature. Thank you. And they moved fucking heaven and earth to, to keep To save you. Alive. Exactly. So, and, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like if, if there is abortive care, 
between 24 weeks and 40 weeks, which is the gestation for humans. The baby was going to die or the mother was going to die. Exactly. It's either the fetus is in flux or the mother is in flux. If the fetus is in flux, that fetus is going to die regardless. And if it dies in utero, it can kill the mother. Exactly. Okay. So if we take that fetus out of the uterus of that person who is pregnant, the pregnant person might actually survive. Yep. And that person wanted that child. Mark my words. Yeah. No one's waiting until the end of the ninth month to have an They're abortion. Not waiting it's until just not six happening. months either. They're, they're it's no so by six months. Fucking like names are picked. Yes. You know, you're doing the reveal party. And like, I mean. Anyone who gives up a baby after that point, the baby was going, I mean, it's not like you just suddenly are like, you know, I'm seven months into this pregnancy and I just think I can't handle it. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm kind of done. It. Yeah. Let's, let's just get it, get rid of it now. I it went through all this trouble. It just doesn't happen. Women, people, it doesn't happen like that. No, and how dare yeah. Liz Cheney, Lindsey Graham and Donald fuck fuck <laughs> say that. I'm willing to believe though that Liz Cheney and Lindsey Graham have never actually had sex. Not with each other. Uh, no, I mean with anyone. Like, <laughs> it's I mean, possible. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't actually have a dog in this fight. Well, look, it's, once again, they're pursuing uh, solutions to problems that don't exist. That's the Thank entire you. Republican thing. Let's just make up a problem, like critical race theory. Infanticide has always been illegal. Trans athletes, or let's come up with all, oh, bathroom assaults by trans people. I mean, it's all made up. It doesn't actually happen. You look at the statistics, it's not even there. Trans-terrorism? Don Jr. was ranting about that. Jesse Waters ranting about that. Oh my God, it doesn't exist. Murdering babies is already infanticide. It's illegal. It's against the law. You go to fucking prison if you do that. No shit. Oh God. Yeah, and I know we're like a four-letter word city here today, but it's appropriate. it's our fucking job, Bob. It's appropriate now, yeah. Um, okay, so we've got a few more things that we want to talk about regarding this, plus we have some other news. <laughs> Clot is a four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts, like CNN we're talking about here. Thank you. Here's an outstanding way to support independent media, critical media, adversarial media, especially this podcast. For just $5 per month, you can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show, which we record after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All of that for just $5 per month, right? Pennies per show. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. Go there now. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. Subscribe. And we thank you in advance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. From outer space, King Cyborg, huh? Brand new music from King Cyborg. One of our favorites here in the show. A song called Hypnotic. H-I-P-N-O-T-I-C. I got a link in the description, of course, to download right now. Oh man, you know it's one of those things I'm tempted to play the whole goddamn thing. Huh? So good. Yeah, bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 5-11-23. Click on that link, scroll down, and you'll find the links to buy this music. Add it to your record collection now, right? Uh, so good. bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so let's see here. Um, oh, yes, he remarked about the E. Jean Carroll verdict right. a little bit. Of course. Yeah, and he was appropriate. Uh, he he was, will not put down the shovel on that one. He's just like, keep digging, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second as far as Donald Trump making things worse for Donald Trump, for sure. But here he goes again. There was a tape deposition of you from October in it. You defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to mm. grab women how you want. Do you stand by those comments? I said if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said if you're a star... Uh, you are, and I said, uh, women let you. I didn't say you grip. I said women let. You know, you didn't use uh, that word. No. But if you, oh, my God. It's oh so my funny. God, it's the <laughs> passive. It's like they come up and they just, like, throw their, they just they launch throw themselves their pussy at, at you. you. Yeah. Vagina first, you know, <laughs> like like a slingshot, you know. Like. Travis I mean, read something yesterday that, that uh, Travis printed something that apparently Donald Troth, where he said her, hmm. she calls her cat vagina. Yeah, no, I, he, I don't know what he's talking about. My guess is the P word. He uses uh-huh. the P word there. I, I don't know. I don't know what that even means. I know. He said what it is- He said it last night, too. He talked oh, he about did? how, okay. yeah. Yeah, he talked about uh, what she allegedly refers to her husband as and her, the name of her cat, as though that's somehow relevant. But I, with the thing here with this, with this whole defense where the stars are able to do it, they let you do it if you're a star, for a million years. Yeah, for a million yeah, years. Yeah, a million years. Which yeah. he's also going to say again. But he so painted himself into a corner on this. Yeah. It's such a weird thing to say. Like, yeah. no one can relate to that. And But he's stuck with it. He's kind of trapped in his own bullshit. Bullshit. That's what he, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a, absolutely a trap. Let's hear more of it here. Hey, look, women let you. Now, 
They said, will you take that back? I said, look, for a million years, this is the way it's been. I want to be- it's, it's the way it's been. A million, for a million, a million, a million years. years. Been, been that way. Oh, God, I hate when he's trying to be cute. be honest, this is the way it's been. I can take it back if you'd like to, but if you're a famous person, if you're a star, and I'm not referring to myself, I'm saying people that are famous, people that are you stars, were asked in the deposition, people that are rich, to be a star people that are powerful, yes. uh, they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways, okay? And you what would like to mean? They, doing they, well? Yeah, doing well. In, as in far grabbing as, people? Yes, yes, bingo. Stars do well when they sexually assault women. Wow. Because after all, the women let you if you're a star. That's what I'm talking about. He can't punch his way out of this paper bag. He just can't do it. It's so ridiculous. Let me to take that back. I can't take it back because it happens to be true. I said it's been true for one million years. Approximately a million years, perhaps a little bit longer than that. So you stand- A little bit longer. Right. And people are laughing. It's like, dude, seriously? You do realize? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, I'm just no, gonna... they, don't, they don't realize that Homo it's sapiens. It's only been about 250,000 250, years right. of humanity, but right. okay. Right. Right. Of course. The space aliens that came here. And even, if you were, even if you were going back 250,000 years, like, were there red carpets and celebrities back then? Mm-hmm. Were they wearing bling? What was the Met deal with Gala. The... There was the Met Gala. <laughs> The celebrities. Maybe he was thinking of the unfrozen caveman lawyer or something like that. Maybe. Who, by the way, he owes money to. I'm just I'm <laughs> speculating, but yeah. Probably I'm just trying to imagine to. the ribbon cutting at the pyramids of Giza. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. One last thing. One last thing we got to play here. Pharaohs. Pharaohs could grab women. But, you know, just. <laughs> All right. Women this were is- slaves, so there's the difference. This is Donald Trump trying to wiggle out of the fact that he's on tape saying, give me 11,000 votes. Mm-hmm. It's a per- it was a perfect call. All that you had with the Secretary perfect of State, call. Brad Raffensperger. Yeah, sure. Perfect call. Given the fact that there are indictments expected to come in that case this summer. Is that a call you would make again today? Yeah, I called questioning the election. I thought it was a rigged election. I thought it had a lot of problems. I had every, I guess he's Secretary of State. I called, listen to this. There are like seven lawyers on the call, many of them from there. We're having a call. We're having a normal call. Nobody said, oh, gee, he shouldn't have said that. Why? If this call was bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, all those people were going to go, you know, Mr. President, you shouldn't have said that. Why'd you just say that? They don't give a shit. They're not going to correct Donald Trump as he's begging for more votes to be conjured up out of thin air. Question the election. You asked if this him call to find was bad, votes. I didn't ask him to find anything. Let me We've just tell you. The- yes, he did. You just did. Find me 11,000 votes. That's what I want. <laughs> it's on tape. Jesus he is, fucking Christ. He, I wish that uh, Travis said this morning, there should have been a thing behind him going, not true, this is what he did, and then yeah, just play it. Yeah, yeah. He's taking his own supporters as the suckers they are. He knows They are these rubes. Yeah, the rubes. He knows they're not going to look it up. He knows they haven't tried or listened to, or if they did listen to the tape, they believe it was doctored or something. So he's just saying, well, it was a perfect call. No, they I don't was, care. I, I was just. <laughs> I mean, they don't really have memories as such. Like, they don't remember anything that happened more than 15 minutes ago. Like, they have to check what was on TV <laughs> to know what time it was. You know, it just. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was no evidence, none whatsoever. And to C- Caitlin Collins's credit, she did mention that the election was not stolen. There is no evidence along those lines. The election was not rigged against Donald Trump. 
She said that uh, at least a couple of times. So at least there was that. And it was in the context of him talking about the perfect cool. Because <sighs> if his own lawyers can't contain him, yeah. what makes Caitlin Collins think <laughs> that she, with her fucking like butterfly net and lapel mic, are going to be able to... I mean, it just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he, this is someone that you don't let in the house, period. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's like he shit on the carpet the last two times he was here. We shouldn't let him in. Well, I mean, he might not this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe he's not as drunk as he was. Yeah, it's just, okay. So, if I were E. Jean Carroll, I would set sue aside. Sue him again. <laughs> yeah. If I were E. Jean Carroll, I would absolutely <gasps> sue him again. You're exactly right, Jody. Because... Yeah. And I would use set aside some of that five million just for more legal fees. Exactly, reinvest it in another lawsuit because he continues to lie. He went off on a gigantic all caps rant on Truth Central. Truth, Truth Central. It says here, according to New York Times, hours after a Manhattan jury on Tuesday found that former President Donald Trump had sexually abused and defamed the writer E. Jean Carroll, Mr. Trump went on social media to call her a liar. It was the kind of attack that had led... I have no idea who this woman is. It's like, dude, don't blame your, like, old age memory dysfunction. Yeah, um, not a... You know, like... <laughs> right. because you don't remember her does not mean she doesn't exist, dude. You don't remember what you had for breakfast. Well, that's what he was doing all last night, too. He would say, I don't know this woman. And then he would describe everything about her. He would talk about her husband. Right. I don't know and... this woman, but I know what her cat's name is. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I have no idea who she is, but her cat's name is Vagina, and she calls her husband an ape. Like, yeah, and he referred to the sexual abuse as hanky-panky last night. That's what he called it. He joked about the fact that he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll, said it was hanky-panky. It wasn't what, hanky, nor was it panky. He went through this whole thing last night where he set himself up again, again for another lawsuit because yeah. he described, I went inside and there was a... Uh, dressing room next to the registers and she called me over and she we she, we couldn't get in there because all the doors were locked and then when but we I have got no into idea one who she is, I have no idea out. who she is and and I right. remember everything about her but I have no idea who she is and then we went in there and there was hanky panky so he goes into this exhaustive description of all these things like the nickname she has for her husband allegedly and the, the fact that he she she Calls her cat vagina. Okay, all right, I'm done. I'm so done with this. <laughs> I really am. I've exhausted myself. Are we done with the show yet? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I hope she, God damn it, I hope she uh, files another lawsuit. And there are, by the way, another couple dozen women who should follow suit. I agree. Yeah, I did a whole Especially video. Especially if they're New Yorkers, just just do it. Yeah, I posted a video on all the different social media places uh, detailing some of the women who have also accused him. Maybe they could come forward under the Abuse Survivors Act mm -hmm. in New York, uh, yep. which helped E. Jean Carroll, of course. Mm -hmm. So uh, Donald Trump always making things worse for Donald Trump. So moving along to someone I just, who— I keep going back to that deposition where he's yeah. like, you uh, wouldn't be my first choice either. And it's like, I'm sure the lesbian attorney is crushed <laughs> I know. that you don't find her attractive, you fucking foreskin. Right. The like, melting I mean, troll sitting in front of her is so attractive that she'd just be, oh, why, oh, why would he not want to have sex with me? I, it's, I'm so sad about that. So, speaking of people who make things worse for themselves, George Santos was— uh, <laughs> Indicted. George Santos uh, will very likely remain a member of Congress until he loses his reelection campaign. Because <laughs> the Republicans are just that brazen. 
So uh, Santos, who— This is what I was saying about the Republican majority. If we just wait, they're all going to get indicted. You know, five or six of them will either, like, get indicted or, like, run over a small child speeding their roadster through a tiny New England town or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like they're such terrible people, and their grasp on this is so tenuous that I think that if we just wait, we might see Speaker Jeffries before long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. I think Kevin McCarthy knows how to count to 218, so he's thinking— and man, if I lose this guy, yep. <laughs> that makes it one vote more likely that the Democrats could win some uh, floor votes. Uh, so Santos faces seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, two counts of lying to the House of Representatives on financial forms. Wire fraud, by the way, is the most serious charge, carries a penalty of up to 20 years in prison. We also know that from the Jack Smith investigation of Donald Trump, where Save America PAC and Donald Trump could be uh, charged with wire fraud as well. With this yeah, same... Sorry, George. No more lip injections for you. In the <laughs> if Santa... And no more um, uh, uh, unemployment benefits when you're making more money than most people. Yeah, yeah. If Santos is found guilty of multiple counts, a judge would decide whether he should serve his sentences concurrently or consecutively. So that's all. Go get to go consecutive, baby. Great news. But I mean, where do you all think this is going to land as far as his status in, in Congress? I mean, is he going to stick out? Or, I mean, he's going to stick oh, around yeah, until 2025? McCarthy's not going to. McCarthy, no. McCarthy will not kick him out. No. He no. needs the vote. Yeah. So that's unless he's like incarcerated. Because you can't vote unless you're on the floor. So unless yeah. he's incarcerated before 2025. Um, we're fucked with him. Th- yeah. This motherfucker. And he is what the Republican Party wants to be. And he literally said it's a witch hunt. Hi. Well, <laughs> here's how here's how George Santos is going to play this. He's going to wait for everyone to stop paying attention and he's just going to ride it out. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's got to go through some things legally and in court and so on. But as far as serving out the rest of his term and he's not wrong on this. He's just going to exploit our lack of long-term memory or mm-hmm. our, our short-term memory deficits, put it that yep. way. Where it's, I don't and, think and I he's got about, the stamina, Bob. I, well, I think he's going to flame out spectacularly. I think that he will have a DUI accident or he will overdose. I mean, something is, I mean, I just, he to me is like, He's weak. You yeah, can just yeah. look at his face and tell that he is a you know like little grub worm with no like force of conviction. And that's one of the reasons I think people are stepping on him as fast and yeah, hard as yeah. they are. And even other Republicans from the New York, you know, congressional delegation are like, please mm-hmm. go away. You're making us look bad. Uh, and I I don't know. I, I don't think he will make it to the end of his term because I I just I feel like he has so little perspective and he's so self-obsessed. I mean, you mm-hmm. heard him talk about yesterday, like he's like, oh my God, I could write a book about this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to prison. Like, yeah. I mean, I just like, maybe you can write a book from there, kid, but I don't think you've got what it takes. Like you are a liar who believes his own PR mm-hmm. and gets like, I mean, he gets carried away and I'm like, Part of being a skillful liar, said the ex-drug addict, is like knowing your limitations and like yeah. knowing the boundaries of truth and understanding that like you can tell this person this and that person that, but don't let them meet. 
Right. Like, and he built a whole political campaign of just fab, you know, just fabulous, like just completely just like lying, lying, lying in ways that are very easily debunked. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got the self-control to stay in the game. No, no. But while his plan may be to ride it out, I think you're exactly right. I think the reality of it is that he is very likely to self-destruct in all of this. Yeah. So it'll get to a point maybe where Kevin McCarthy said, well, he's more of a liability than he is uh, a benefit. So uh, that's always possible. I do believe, though, that the Republicans are just brazen enough that as long as George Santos isn't flailing around and calling too much mm-hmm. attention to himself, they'll keep him around until he can no longer vote. And then once that that's all he knows vote, how to do is right. flail around and call attention to himself. So, I <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. We'll see. And, and if he ends up escaping prison somehow, which seems unlikely at this point, uh, he's going to do quite well. He'll get some sort of board position, so, you know, be able to sit on some board and, and make all kinds of money. I mean, it's typically I, what he's going to do. I don't think, think so. that about Milo, too, but, like, I think that the whole Republican tolerance of your queerness stops when you, when you start being a liability. I don't know. They like, sure who's do. heard of Ken Melman anymore? Exactly. Like... Oh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of queerness, I just wanted to, and I mean this in all sincerity, acknowledge and send our condolences to Glenn Greenwald, whose husband yeah. died earlier this he week. Did. What? David yeah, Miranda he died, uh, died. It was Tuesday. Yeah. It was announced that he died. Yeah. What? He had some yeah. sort of long-term infection. Yeah, he was in the illness. hospital. Yeah. They didn't say what it was, but you know, I'm, I, you know, Glenn Greenwald is a schmuck, but. I'm sad for right. him and his children, yeah, yeah. and that's horrible. So that is horrible. David Miranda is only like 36 or yeah, something. Yeah, he was 37. Very young. Yeah, 37. Yeah, he was, he very was young. a couple of days before his 38th birthday, which is one of the reasons why it was so shocking to hear that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I met him a long time ago, and he was actually very sweet to me. He um, seems like a nice guy. David Miranda seemed like a nice guy. I mean, he kind of got looped into the whole Snowden thing ten years ago. Uh, that's how I a lot of people uh, did initially heard of him. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people did. Where he acted as sort of a courier of thumb drives, mm-hmm. allegedly. I think that was the story. A and really stupid idea, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's such I, a I can't go to England, but I'll send my husband, who's invisible. Like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. no, people know who your husband is, dude. But I mean, regardless, but, yeah. uh, they seem to have set themselves up with a pretty decent life in Brazil uh, where they had rescued all of these homeless dogs, which is one of the things, probably the only thing I admire about Glenn Greenwald yeah. is his uh, his dog rescue activities and trying desperately to keep the dogs from fighting with the monkeys that live all around his house in the jungle and so on. Uh, it, just a, a horrible tragedy. No one uh, that is deserves really to lose awesome. a spouse no, it's like very that. sad. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very sad. Yeah. I mean, that's just just sad. Okay, on, on that note, we'll take a uh, short break when we come oh, back. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, have a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break when we come back. Uh, we got to talk about uh, the results of one of the House Republican investigations into Joe Biden. This is invariably good news, so stick around. We'll be back right after these words. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. at all. You know that I can't wait to see you again. And it breaks my heart every time that I call Texas. Oh yeah, the great Marina Rocks. It's a brand new single. Keep you blind Spectacular, the song. Keep you barefoot and pregnant little babies all around. Yeah, it's a song called Dumb and Down. This will drop on Friday, so it's not even available right now to download. But once uh, Friday rolls around, which is uh, for people of the future, that's the day after we recorded this. Uh, you can go to wherever you get digital music. Download it, yeah. One of the greatest guitarists that we feature here on the show. She is God. Oh my God! Like Lindsey Buckingham, uh, of that kind of uh, classification. Just such an incredible musician, songwriter. All right, the great Marina Rocks. Link in the description, of course. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to link to because the song's not out there yet. But I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. I'll point you to uh, so one of the platforms, probably Apple Music, where uh, Marina's official page is. There, so the song will appear there. Uh, once it gets uh, dropped on Friday. All right. BobSuska.com slash music to uh, submit your work to the show. So this is great news. The House Republicans found no wrongdoing by President Biden. This, <laughs> Of course they didn't, because the whole point was to have the investigation in the first place so they could say, right. we investigated, and that means, ooh, he must have done something wrong. It's like the investigation itself was kind of the declaration of guilt. But then they just sneak it out here under the umbrella of other things in the news cycle so that no one's really paying attention to the fact that they didn't find anything. Uh, according to the New York Times, after four months of investigation, House Republicans who promised to use their new majority to unearth evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden acknowledged on Wednesday that they had yet to uncover incriminating material about him despite yeah. their frequent insinuations that he and his family have been involved in criminal conduct and corruption, which they have no evidence for. The whole idea is to be able to say Joe Biden or Hunter Biden and criminal corruption. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. We're just going to throw just that out there. String yeah. the words together. Exactly. Just implant that in people's brains. 
Oh, he must be crooked. And by the way, don't look over there at uh, all of the influence peddling and so on with the Trumps in China. Don't pay any attention to that, where there's actual corruption, where we know for a fact that Trump does business in China. We know that he has a Chinese bank account. We know that he has offices in Shanghai. We know that he rented out, what, two, one or two floors, entire Mm -hmm. floors of Trump Tower to the Mm -hmm. top national bank, the top state-run bank in China. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And that's just the beginning of it. How many trademarks did China give to Iv- Ivanka? Six. Six. Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos dias. I, it's, it feels like there are a lot more than six, though. Was it just six? No, I think it was like a dozen or more. Really? Yeah. I just yeah. remember the first set because uh, I got in trouble with her. Her publicist contacted Raw Story and was like, you have to retract that. And so I appended the story and it was like update we've been contacted by amber you know smith from you know this publicist that ran oh my god i'm sure i got that person fired that day oh man too bad well at a much publicized news conference on capitol hill to show the preliminary findings of their premier investigation into mr biden and his family leading republicans (laughs) released financial documents detailing how some of the president's relatives were paid more than 10 million dollars from foreign sources between 2015 and 2017. you know what i would wager that the amount of money the trumps have received from china Mm. is uh, you know an order of magnitude greater than 10 million dollars i assure you yeah of course of course that's the case oh by the way meantime eric trump david is threatening to sue rachel maddow Oh, this is, the thing ever. this is the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel on her show Monday night detailed how there's going to be an event at Trump Doral. Buzz and I right. talked about this on Tuesday's show. And Trump Doral, by the way, that's the bed bug Trump resort. That's where they <laughs> found all the bed bugs. I just want to keep saying Trump Doral and bed bugs. Just keep repeating that over and over again. <laughs> um, so Rachel Maddow reports on the fact that there's this event at Trump Doral where there's bed bugs and Nazis, <laughs> actual Nazis, <laughs> people who support Adolf Hitler are speaking at this event alongside right. the Hitler Eric Trump. was right crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alongside Eric Trump and Lara Trump and the usual suspects. So this is what Rachel Maddow reported. And then Eric Trump tweeted this. Maddow is walking a fine line. We are the most pro-Israel family in American political history. Oh, for God's sake. Boy, the exaggeration apple doesn't fall far from the exaggeration tree, does it? No. Uh, I say, the little shit never falls far from the big asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. From the Abraham Accords... Yeah, you know, you know what? That is such nonsense. That Abraham Accords thing, the UAE and Israel were already communicating. They are already doing business together. It's like the foreign policy equivalent of Donald Trump slapping his name on a building that was already constructed. Plus, they, they said they, we moved the embassy to Jerusalem, recognizing Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights to sanctioning Iran. No one has done more for Israel than our family. That was Donald Trump, if at all. Not your family. Oh, come on. Eric has no achievements on his own. Hey, no. they're, they're, they have a Jew in the family. That's true. Right. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, after all, I'm surprised you didn't add that here. After all, we do have a Jew. I've got a Jewish friend. Yeah. No, I have a Jewish sister because she converted to marry Jared. So. <laughs> well, here's what he says. Never mind that my sister, brother-in-law, and niece and nephews happen to be proud Jews. So There th- we go. <laughs> there it so is. So we have the Jews in the family. So how could we be Nazis? <laughs> yes. So Eric Trump pointing out his Jewish friends. 
Jesus fucking Christ. If she, uh, referring to Maddo, if she or anyone else even remotely suggests I am anti-Semitic, I will not hesitate to take legal action against them personally. Uh That was not suggested. It just said that he is speaking at the same event as Nazis and Nazi sympathizers are speaking at. She never said... He was a Nazi. She never said he's nope. anti-Semitic. She just said he's You're going to the... speak with those same people. Yeah, Eric doesn't know what he's talking about here. Yeah, he's yeah that lawsuit will be fun. Way out over his skis, as they say. And he won't do it. Yeah. Um, let's see what else here as we get close to wrapping up the show for the day. Lauren Boebert is sponsoring a bill to make the AR-15 the national gun of the United States. Come on, Andrew Frisch. Go! <laughs> or Adam Frisch. Oh um, it's Adam Frisch, right? Or I, Andrew? I forget. I don't know. It's a Frisch. I don't um, know. And she makes Sarah Palin look smart, which pisses me off more. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. She is like, I mean, the same intelligence level as a dirty set of spanks. I mean, Thank you. Just, I mean, oh, God. Yeah, this is what she's talking about here, in all seriousness, is the weapon that was used to gun down 20 kindergartners in school. At Sandy Hook. We're talking about the same weapon that was used to mow down hundreds of people at a concert in Las Vegas. We're talking about every mass shooting nearly, save for one or two, have been executed using this gun. Yeah. It's a temporary reaction to this because part of the reason she's doing it is because it makes liberals cry. You know, like, yeah. I mean, oh, part yeah, of their totally whole that. raison d'etre is raising our blood pressure and making us miserable. And so it's like, I can only get so exercised about Lauren Boebert. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, but we do we do have to push At some point, back. she's going to walk by an open flame and all that polyester is just going <laughs> to, you know. And Well, we do have to call out the gun culture when we get the opportunity because you know what? Yeah. It's working. It's actually working. Um, we had to revise, we had to correct uh, the Fox News poll that we talked about last week where uh, we talked about the support for a ban on assault weapons. And I think the Fox News graphic had said 80% support. Well, it wasn't 80, 80% support. It was actually 61% support. But that's still a gigantic number. That's more than yep. a super majority. You get 61 yep. votes in the Senate, you can pass whatever the hell you want. So it seems to me as if the pushback against the gun culture appears to be working. And the obvious uh, horrendousness that we see in these mass shootings appears to be swaying people toward the idea of, yeah, it's fine to regulate these retail products because that's what they are. So let's get moving on that, idiot Republicans. But Lauren Boebert's running around saying, yeah, we got to make this weapon of death the national gun of the United States. Insert yeah, here. And we're going to make the dung beetle the official bird of the Colorado <laughs> Republican Party. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, just finally here, some positive news on the economy. Inflation eased to the lowest level in two years. Prices remain Mm -hmm. higher than normal, though. Consumer prices in April were 4.9% higher than a year year ago. Down Still getting down to normal. It's so close to normal. Oh, yeah, and of course it was always going to be this way. And it's happening just at the right time because Mm -hmm. uh, the sooner it happens, the better off we're going to be as far as Joe Biden's re-election chances. The word just has to get out. We have to keep repeating about the health of the economy, the robust nature of uh, the economic recovery out of that disaster that Trump precipitated with COVID. 
And so, part of this is that actual competent people are in charge of the federal government right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it, what was his fucking name? Uh, Trump's secretary of the treasury with his actress wife. Oh, he looked a little bit like 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 Steve Mnuchin. John Oliver. Steve oh, Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that guy trying to like run the ship when it hits turbulent waters? And Powell is still you know, Powell like, is still a Trump appointee. Just to let you know. Jerome Powell is still oh, a Trump appointee. Right, yeah. He's been held over. Yeah, yeah. Just letting you know. Well, that's not necessarily to say that Donald Trump loves Jerome Powell either. I don't but, think he does necessarily, yeah. but I, first off, I have stuff in savings, so interest rates going up for me is great. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not borrowing right now. So if you're saving money, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one of the but ways. But if to you're use- not, if you have to borrow money, it sucks. Right now, I have, thank God I have a fixed mortgage yeah. rate, so well, I don't. I as soon as I learned about fixed versus variable, I'm like, how can I never have a variable? Well, that's one of the only, <laughs> one of the only things that you can really do about inflation is to uh, monkey around with the interest rates. Well, and then there was also, you know, windfall profits. Laws mm-hmm. that were not going to ever be passed. I mean, there's a lot of other things besides that that could be done yeah. that would not hurt the rest of us when interest rates are raised. Because, I mean, literally, people can't borrow money right now that need to, say, buy a car or refinance their home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's bad. Um, for me, it's great because I have a lot of money in savings because um, I learned a hard lesson that my dad learned because he grew up and he was born in 1929. He goes, Oh, I just invest in real estate and T-bills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I bought a house in, uh, I want to say 2003, right as the housing market was beginning to boom. And I remember being elated over the fact that I got an interest rate of 5.25%. Oh, my like, first interest rate was 775. So oh, my God. I feel like I'm sitting with my parents. Honey, <laughs> I mean. Can like, we tell you about oh, We're going to talk about interest rates. And, and uh, then our back pain. And what happens when I get up and I go, ow, what's going No, seriously, my first interest rate was 775. I'm on the TikToks now. Yeah, thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, well, Bob is on the TikToks now. Um, oh, I know. But no, my first interest rate on this house, because I did not ask my mom for to co-sign. Mm-hmm. It was 7.75%. But you did refinance, right? Yeah. Eventually. Okay. And now good. it's four and some change. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, trust me, my mortgage is lower than most people's car payments, so I'm not going to say yeah. it. Yeah. But by the same right token, <laughs> it's the only reason I got that lower rate was because my credit was good and I was only 26. Yeah. Yeah. And it was 1993 when interest rates were shooting through the roof. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the interest rate right now uh, was just uh, raised again to a range between 5% and 5.25%, which is apparently the highest level in 16 years. So that would put us right back to where I was when I bought that house with a mortgage yeah. at 5.25%. And I thought it was great. I was like, oh, my God, happy day. Look at yeah. this interest rate. I bragged about it to everyone I knew. And you know, by the way, what my interest rate is. <laughs> it's only five and some change. Yeah. 5.25%. Look at me. Look how fancy I am. Look how savvy I am with negotiating mm-hmm. my mortgage. I only had to hand over my colon x-rays in the process, but that's okay. <laughs> Getting a mortgage is a pain in the ass. Even back then. Yeah. Even during the boom when they were just handing them out like free iPods. It was mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Okay, that's it for the show today. We're going to continue talking over on the Shadow Docket, so come on, join us, why don't you? Patreon.com slash Bob Sesame Show. It is. Yes, it is fun. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.